Consequence Podcast Network. This episode brought to you by Nick, Nick B. B. Nick B, fun fact. Nick B is a super sweaty guy, and he wants to move up north where it snows all the time. That's I'm sure he, he appreciates you. Well, okay, he said that, so he's given us consent. Okay, good. I was very concerned that he This just... is 100% true Nick B fun fact. And he sent this to you. Yes. Although, look, he told us he was in a boy band. That fact came from him, too. So I don't know what to believe And that anymore. turned out to be a lie. That's when I learned you can't trust anyone. <laughs> it was the day the music died for us, Jen. It was. This episode also brought to you by... Ori! Hey, Ori. So, Ori did the greatest thing for me this week, and I'm so happy. Ori reminded me that I have vacation days at work that I can take. Oh. And I took one on Friday, and I'm taking one on Monday, and I'm so excited. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Ori. Welcome to your staycation. I know, man. This episode also brought to you by Matt. Matt. Hey, Matt. You know what, Mikey? Don't even do it if you're not going to put your heart and soul into it. I know. The Swedes (laughs) deserve better. I know. All right. Halloween has been celebrated in Sweden only since the 1990s. What? Yeah, I know, right? It's relatively new. And it's only celebrated on Monday, Thursday, which is M. It's I'm probably butchering this. It's Moundy. It's M-A-U-N-D-Y, which is Monday, Thursday. Yeah, it's holy. It means holy Thursday. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's like an Easter thing, isn't it's it? It's just before Easter, Jen. Good call. I didn't know you were yeah. so moundy-minded. Uh, Ew. Uh, I don't know. I I'm, I'm not so not sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to offend you. Uh, <laughs> children and teenagers mainly dress up for fancy parties and ghost parties. Oh. They'll light lanterns and venture forth to scare their neighbors and or trick-or-treat. That sounds amazing. It honestly sounds a lot like our Halloween. It's just they do it on the Thursday before Easter. We now return you to another episode of The The Patrionicals. Karoon comes out. Hey, Karoon. The oh, blue yeah. Alien. They're up in the moon, you know. Karoon on the moon. On the moon. Karoon Karoon on the moon. He made a arena for them to fight. And he's like, right. all right, guys, you're going to be fighting zombies and a big cartoon thing with a brain from the movie Resident Evil. And it's very meta and you're not going to get it. And they're like, what are you? What is he talking <laughs> I mean, about? They've seen Resident Evil, Mikey. They're like, yeah. you're going to be fighting monsters from the week's movies. And they're like, what? <laughs> what are you talking mm. about? So what you're saying is in this Patreonicals universe, Karoon is a fan, but none of the other ones know what's going on. (laughs) No one else listens to podcasts. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Podcasts are only a moon invention. (laughs) Like they haven't been introduced to the world yet. That makes Uh, sense. So uh, all these zombies rush out and Matthew has a sword and he starts fighting a bunch of zombies. And then Isaac has his super strength. So he's doing zombies and he like tastes one because he's still a cannibal. And he's like. I wonder if I can oh, steal yeah. heat. Uh, the, he spits it out. He's like, this is even like a real zombie. I can't taste anything. And then like he starts killing some zombies. And uh, Tristam, he gets attacked. He's got his like gun arm. He's doing that. And they're like biting into him. And he's like, ah, 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 I'm already dead. <laughs> because he's a machine. Yeah. Does he? Is he covered with flesh, though? Some, but it's not like edible. It's like Terminator flesh, Jen. Yeah, it's Terminator flesh. You can flesh. eat that. Wait, why do you know Haven't that? Haven't you guys seen? <laughs> why? No. You, why? Haven't you guys seen the director's cut? Was it a light meat cut or a dark meat cut? Ew. <laughs> oh, wow. That's amazing. <laughs> so they start killing all the zombies. Eddie, they're all supposed to be giving cover for Eddie because he's using his guinea pigs that he smuggled with him on the moon to try to like get them out of there. So he's yeah. digging a tunnel and he... Uh, Finds a bunch of electronic stuff. And so he's down there and he's like, well, I don't know shit about electronics. I've got to get the others to help me. So they go out and then like basically all the zombies are dead except for the big brain guy. And Kate was like, 
Uh, Tristan, are you ready? And she, <laughs> she throws oh, I, him. I know what's going to happen, and I'm so excited. Mikey. Yes. She throws him through <laughs> the creature as he shoots holes through it, and they defeat him. And Karun's like, good job. Next week, you're going to find some more shit, and then uh, have fun dealing with all these bodies. <laughs> so and then Eddie's like, guys, I found some electronic stuff. I need your help. They're always watching us, but only when we fight stuff are they not watching us. And that's how the plot works in this. So Oh, so they have to be nice to each other. Yeah, they're all to working be... together right now. So that's what's happening. They're trying to break out. Matthew is getting really good with the sword, but he had to be saved a couple of times because he's not that great. He's not the same as with the Mary Poppins umbrella. But they have to get back mm-hmm. to Earth, so they're they're all banding together. Why is Karun keeping our heroes captive? Will our crew learn how to work together to figure out the electrical devices? Or will Mikey just forget about them? <laughs> Find out next week on another episode of The yeah. Patreonicals. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this episode finally brought to you by Chris. Chris. Hey, Chris. Chris just wants everyone to know that they are loved and that we see you and we hear you and we're here for you. Yes. And we say it every week, but you know what? You need to hear it every week. You do. It's not just Chris who says that kind of stuff now in the group. It's so great. Like, Chris is probably the ringleader of positivity in our group. <laughs> and then there's a bunch of other people that, like, are are becoming that way. And I love that about our group. Hold on. I got to run up the wall. The theme music is coming. <laughs> yeah, there you go. do 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 I think there are some frogs that actually like they excrete they excrete they um secrete chemicals that do make you hot. Yeah, frogs skeet skeet all over the place. Oh, Oh, skeet 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 skeet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to the horror virgin, everyone. I'm Jen. I'm Mikey, and I'm your horror virgin, Todd. Which means I don't like scary movies, but you guys make me watch them. And this week, you guys made me watch Resident Evil. That's right. (laughs) Honestly, okay. So I had never seen this movie before. It came out in 2002. I'm assuming both of you guys have seen it. Have you seen it? Yeah. Thank you, Jim. And, my, and Mikey, right, that t- was when you would respond. <laughs> okay, well, yes, I have also seen I saw it in theaters. Let me tell you about Resident Evil, Todd. Have you played the Resident Evil video games? I have played some, but I was too scared. I had to stop. Throw all that knowledge away. It's not needed Okay, here. good, because I only okay. made it like five minutes in before I right. rage quit the game. The Resident <laughs> Evil movie franchise is as crazy and insane and terrible as the Patreonicals. Oh, That's what I've heard. With like a similar plot line. Like movie four or five, Mila Jojovich gets special superpowers. Then she loses them like two movies later. And then like the world goes post-apocalyptic at one point. This is the most sane, logical movie in the Resident (laughs) Evil movie franchise. Then I'm on board to do the rest. Like we should (laughs) shut them because this movie was rad. Well, Jen, what did you think about it when you saw it, when you originally saw it? I remember thinking like when I originally saw it, and I don't remember the first time I saw it. I didn't see it in theaters. I probably rented it. Um, And I thought it was pretty good. I thought, you know, I was like, okay, this is fun. Maybe a little dumb. And then I watched sure. it recently, like maybe a year or two ago, just to watch something. And yeah. I was like, oh, this is a lot more fun than I remembered. Like, I enjoyed it a lot more yeah. than I thought I was going to. And then I watched it yesterday and I was like, yeah, this is awesome. I really like it. I don't think it's really great. <laughs> or, or good even. I mean, I don't know. There are some things I like about it, but I mean, it it feels like playing a video game to me. And I yeah. say that as somebody who has a lot of anxiety about playing video games, <laughs> so I don't. And it really just feels like going to different levels throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. here's the monster you're fighting here. Here's the it's like set piece to set piece to set piece. And I really liked that. It's this is like what I think of when I think of like fun comfort movie horror. And I know we've got a lot of listeners who like this is their comfort movie franchise. Oh, yeah. This is also the only one of the entire franchise. I've seen. 
movie. Oh, yeah? So. Okay, cool. Oh, guys, yeah. I would dare say this is the worst one. Oh, really? I mean, awesome, because I thought this movie was rad. Because this one still tries to be, like, real and serious. Yeah. The rest of them become Mikey movies very quickly. You see some shades mm. of Mikey here. Oh, yeah. But the next one's become, like, 50 <laughs> shades of Mikey is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, the star of the next movie is the guy that they wheel out at the end becomes this giant monster yeah. that Mila Jojovich tries to save the second movie in Raccoon City. Like it's so ridiculous. It's so, yeah. so ridiculous. I, I love I love this movie. This movie is yeah. super rad. Yeah. Like and and Jen to bring up something you said last week about aliens. The pacing mm-hmm. in Aliens is much slower than this. And I even yes. wrote in my notes like ten minutes into this movie, I was like, this pacing is breakneck, and I'm here for it because mm-hmm. there's no downtime. Shit hits the fan immediately, and we're on right. a ride the whole time. And I really like right. that about it. That's because the dialogue is definitely the worst part of the movie. So the more that they can, yeah. not have people talk the better this movie is like all of them yeah I, I mean I would agree and I don't think Mila Jojovich or however you say her name is like the best actress in the world she's serviceable and she's really good at like action stuff so I, I uh-huh. get why Lilu Dallas is in this movie like she's great I'm not I'm not complaining about her skills you know she's yeah. great in this movie and I, I honestly feel like this movie is like the tutorial in the video game and like what you actually want to see is like the like when she walks out of the hive and like cocks that shotgun I'm like yes let's yes, go me too so that's the, the rest of the franchise yeah yes. like, I can't wait so like I'm so excited and she stays with all of them she stays with all the movies so she that's does. what Good. makes the franchise is like you follow Good. this one character through the patriarchal esque world of zombie <laughs> Resident Evil Earth I'm on board for it yeah that's interesting that you're saying about the pacing because I agree the only problem I have with it is I feel like it's so evenly paced all the way through that the ending doesn't feel like a huge climax to me. You yeah. know, it almost feels yeah, like, oh, I this agree. is the level we end on, you know? And I mean, I don't really care that much. Yeah, and I think that that's why it felt like the tutorial for me. Right, right. right. Yeah, because it's the same over and over and over. There's a new bad guy for that level. And I feel like yeah. once they kill the bad guy for this movie, which is the horrible CGI looking monster, then yeah. we go outside and I'm like, oh, yes. Now we're right. going to get some fun. Seeing and that's it in theaters was <laughs> frustrating because it ends like that and you're like there's no way they're gonna make a sequel to this movie (laughs) (laughs) but i realized that a quiet place rips off this movie because a quiet place ends exactly the same although it's much more scary and i'm honestly not really looking forward to seeing the second one i'm really (laughs) looking forward to seeing the second one of this I mean, I realize that's why you want to see it, Jen, and I get it. That man can (laughs) rock a sweater. I'm just saying that for me, I'm not super looking forward to it. Besides a shotgun, is there really anything that makes the ending similar? Well, that it's a woman (laughs) holding the shotgun. Yeah, I think it's very similar. Yeah, she wakes up naked with things all over her in a medical hospital and with the shotgun. I mean, Uh, Mikey, she has more than just things all over her. She has two post-it notes stuck to her front and back. And a super (laughs) awesome haircut that I am going to be trying. You know what? We're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's just get into this fucking movie because we got shit to talk about. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. let's do it. So we see this text on the screen and it's like. Okay, um, Jade, let me stop you. And not only do they put the text on the screen. (laughs) They read it to you just in case you're an idiot. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They call that voiceover, Mikey. Well, no, I mean, like, they're like, it it pops on the screen, the white writing. You're like, okay, this is like a movie. It starts like this. And then the guy's like, so at the 21st century, in case you can't read. A friend of mine who worked at a movie theater when I was in high school, I was in line at the concession stand and there was someone in front of me. And that person said, hey, how much is a combo? And my friend, whose name I will not drop, uh, (laughs) turned around, looked at the sign above him and said, Follow along as I read aloud. Combo <laughs> six fifty. 
And I was like, oh That my reminds God. me of a story of sometimes when I will ask you things and you'll just send me the link to Google. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I haven't done that in a long time. You haven't, but I have started doing it to other people. It is worth it. It is worth it. But Jen, will you read us what this person says at the beginning? Yes, I will. Will somebody make something? Do you want me to drop in the uh, music behind yeah. it? <laughs> you don't have to, but that would be funny. But it, it, that music sets the tone for it. It really like, does, right, yeah. I'm on board for some fun, dumb. Oh, yeah. So at the beginning of the 21st century, the Umbrella Corporation had become the largest commercial entity in the United States. Nine of 10 homes, I'm sorry, I shouldn't make this so sinister. Nine of 10 homes contain its products. (laughs) Political and financial interests felt everywhere. Mm? World's leading supplier of medical supplies and healthcare. This seems ominous. Profits generated by military technology, genetic (laughs) experimentation, and viral weaponry. Unknown even to its employees. (laughs) It's basically a gigantic corporation. Which is one of the things that I really like about this Me movie. Too. I feel like there's a social message there. Yeah, I feel like that's what I wanted the metaphor of the movie to be is like late stage capitalism does not yeah. care for anyone, even its own employees. It cares for profits and nothing else. And it has yep. no responsibility to the environment, to its citizens, to its employees, anybody. And that's not right. really what the movie's about. I but see I, what you guys want. I mean, not. I've played the video games too and watched these movies. <laughs> Basically, it's just like we need really big evil things. So yeah, like yeah. evil corporation. Yeah. And listen, I don't need that to enjoy the movie. I just felt like that would have been a cool place to go. I don't feel like it goes there. Would have been cool. And I still like the movie without it. And (laughs) honestly, like, if I didn't see so much evidence of this in the world right now, I don't know if I would have liked that element as much, you know? I'd just been like, oh, evil corporation. Okay, so basically, evil corporation. Yeah. Lying to its employees. It's got, like, little grunts doing, like, work that they don't understand. Yeah, like, it's just, it's such a big corporation that, you know, one group is working on something and another group is working on something else, and they don't talk at all, but what they're right. working on will have direct impacts together, right? So, like, no one knows exactly what everyone else is doing because it's so big. It's just a multi-conglomerate. I'm not saying that you guys are wrong. I'm just saying, like, in the hive, those people all know they're working on, like, disease and, like, disease oh, warfare. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, I mean, like, they they also make buses, <laughs> Well, yeah. and they also make like healthcare yeah. and computers. Like that's that's the front for mm-hmm. what it really is, which is like viral weaponry. So we see a mm-hmm. green box zooming toward us. Yeah, I literally just wrote in my notes, it's a scientist doing science question mark. Yeah. Right, but it's cool science. <laughs> it it's is. like spirally bright green science and like the science arms that aren't human arms. It's it's really cool. And we don't know who it is yet. I do like that in this world the the best like design they could figure out for a needle is a like cylindrical opposite, like double helix type. That's straight from the games. That's straight oh, from I'm the sure games. Oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah. I'm sure it is. It's yeah. science. That's how science uh, works, guys. Have you not seen Jurassic Park? Dino DNA. <laughs> My least favorite part of the movie is that the, the virus is blue and the cure is green. It should yeah. totally have been the opposite. Look, you don't want to mix those up. Yeah. It, okay? The green should have been bad and blue should have been the cure. But there's like she's putting it into a little like bio suitcase and there's like there's blue vials and there's green vials and there's an injector gun. And then somebody takes it out in a suitcase and then somebody throws one of the vials across the floor and smashes it as they close the door. So we don't see who it was. It's the same person. It's just one person. Is it? They explain that at the end, Jen. Yeah, except. okay, we'll get there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This is when one of those things where I was like, you're like explaining this like five people broke into that lab. Like this is the same person. This is all the well, no, one okay. The way I thought it was that okay, no. these are spoilers. We'll get there. All right. So then someone, or maybe five someones, throws one of the vials. Because <laughs> you know what? We don't know, guys. Okay. At this point, so. we don't. You know what, Jen? You're right. 
And I appreciate you keeping the illusion of we don't know what's happening going on. Exactly. I like that. Same hey. coat. It's the, <laughs> it's the same coat. Yeah. Mikey, they might be wearing a uniform that involves that coat. You don't know yet. Exactly. Five yeah. people didn't bump into the guy and spill his coffee. Oh, yeah, yeah. So somebody does bump into a guy. Anyways, so the, but the fumes start like fuming through the air and then they go into right. the air vent. And then we see a man drinking coffee and then somebody, a mysterious stranger or five mysterious strangers bump into him. <laughs> <laughs> and spill his coffee all over him and he's mad and this starts what might be one of my favorite parts of the movie because i think it's really scary and really cool and he's also the best actor in the movie he's like oh come on man i'm sorry does he jump up and wall kick a dog yeah <laughs> yeah that's, no, that's the bar for good <laughs> acting, okay. right. acting i mean in this movie it does pass as acting i'm siding with it jen does. okay case dismissed yeah you tell that to michelle rodriguez yeah. <laughs> these actors are so bad they were like we've got to invent a way to make the characters just explain away their confused faces so let's just give amnesia so they don't talk and they just make confused looks at the camera the whole movie i mean but they're hot so <laughs> yeah <you know. laughs> confuse uh, away uh. <laughs> i didn't know anybody's name except for mila Jovovich. <laughs> i don't know her name in the movie yeah <laughs> it's alice i called lilu dallas wife and I called Mark Antony from Rome husband. I called him husband too. Thank you. Yes. 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 Because I didn't know any of their names. <laughs> they didn't let him talk until the end. <laughs> well, he's the bad guy. Uh, <laughs> or so, sorry, he's these five guys that Jen's been talking about the exactly. whole time. Exactly. <laughs> hey, he's, uh, he's got a restaurant. And honestly, Five Guys Burgers <laughs> are the superior fast food yeah. burger. Anyway, so our five guys bump into Coffee Man. And so now there are a bunch of people in the elevators and something goes wrong somebody sees the broken vial from the lab and so the lab techs are like talking to each other there's an alarm going off and people are saying oh it's just a fire drill it's fine and then people are getting stuck in these like glass rooms Mm -hmm. that are like sealed off which is like a really nonchalant security alarm for a viral underground research facility like that's just a fire alarm it happens all the time well and i mean it's an an alarm for people who don't give a shit about their employees (laughs) you know that their response is going to be just kill all the employees if something gets out you know absolutely like okay so like what drove me insane is they're sealed in that room and then the sprinkler system goes off right Uh and then those people all just drown they do i know like that's horrible it really is do you know how long it would take for you to drown in a room that size from like a sprinkler it took them hours to die it would take a long time for the room to fill up but the drowning would probably take an average amount of time the drowning takes well yeah but you would have that creeping impending death like that would be yes and they're like screaming at the monster they're like there's no fire yeah stop like turn this off it is and that's what i'm saying like this first part is really effective it's intense yeah they were already dead man they had the virus but there's an antidote like just smash the antidote that'll go through then it's those five guys stole all the antidote oh those five guys are assholes anyways but so like they're sealed in this room and it's filling with water and somebody's like trying to chop and then there are other people who are, they're in another room that gets sealed, and then, like, gas sprinklers go off, and they just gas these people to death immediately. Honestly, I'd rather go that way than, like, drown slowly. way better way to be murdered by a computer. And then we we go back to our elevator. This part is awesome, and probably the scariest moment in the movie for me. What? Awesome is the wrong (laughs) word, Jen. They, like, pry the door open a little bit, right? Because it's stuck. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, you're fine. So they're in the elevator, and they're like, fuck, and I think it gets stuck, and then they hear another elevator falling yes. and they hear everybody scream it's and they're like, like this. fuck. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then 
Yeah, mm-hmm. and then no more screaming because they're all dead. Um, <laughs> and then their elevator starts falling, and then the brakes, which I know exist because of speed, yes. the brakes stop the elevator, and they're like, okay. So then, to what you were saying, they pry the elevator apart, and there's only like a tiny little square, like the size of like a computer. Just sp- like the size of a head. Well, yeah. And- <laughs> so here's where, like, why would you stick your head through this like one little square? Because you, you obviously can't fit your body through it. Well, she was going to try and squeeze out. Yeah, she was. So they're on this elevator. It's stuck right now, but the phone lines are dead. They know they're going. it's going to eventually drop. So they're trying to get out, and they pry the elevators open just a little bit. And so she's going to try to squeeze through this opening. She's like, oh, I'm tiny. I'm tiny. I can fit. And there's no, like, thought of maybe I'll get cut in half, I guess, because this movie is, like, the first time I've really seen it. But it's terrifying. So she sticks. She's got, like, her head and her arm out, I think. And she's like, I'm stuck. I'm stuck. Push me. And then it starts to, like, the elevator starts to move. And it, like, slams. And it stops, like, two inches from the ground. Yes. Like, she's staring at the ground. That scared me so much, Jen. It was so I scary. Know. And then she should have died there that would have been the scariest death no dude i think it's even scarier because then she's like pull me back in pull me back in and it's like what you were saying about the drowning it's like now she knows this shit is gonna happen she's gotta get back in exactly whereas i don't i mean i guess if you're in the elevator you're like okay at least this is doing something proactive well then she rolls around and looks up yeah she does and i think she's just trying to get back in you know but it cuts her head off it's mm. yeah because it goes up and then she hits the ceiling. It doesn't show it, thank goodness. And it hits the yeah. ceiling, and I'm assuming she's decapitated. We never see evidence of that, but... Yes. She didn't make it out. Do you know what her favorite shampoo is? Head and shoulders? Yes, it is. Yeah, she really lost her head in this situation. <laughs> she did not keep her Yeah, cool. not her shoulders, though. She got her shoulders back in, yeah. so phew. I do like this part of the movie. It's one of my favorite parts because I think it's just so tense and effective and it really sets the tone for the stakes of the movie. Although I do think this is one of the least goofy parts of the movie. Oh, you know? I, I think, agree there. 100%. Because we're not really fighting <laughs> monsters anymore. I think this is the most like, oh, part of the movie for me. Yes. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And that's the thing is like, because you're bracing yourself for it happening yes. and you're like, phew, she's safe. And it gives you that glimmer of hope. <laughs> I, it's the let off. Yeah. There's a quality to this movie that's very very like glossy and very video game where it's like the stakes don't seem really real. And that's part of why I can have so much fun watching it. Yeah. And this is really the only part of the movie where I don't really feel as much of that, Mm -hmm. you know, where like this is a video game simulation, you know, I do feel like this movie does have a lot of jump scares that would normally scare me a lot more if the tone was less video gamey. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so yeah, I yeah. like this movie because of that tone and atmosphere, mm-hmm. right? Because it it wasn't that scary, even though it's definitely not a one for me on the scary scale, which we'll get to. But the it, there were a lot of jump scares. Like if this was a very yeah. like hereditary tone type movie i'd have lost my shit watching this yeah and there are a lot of jump scares and a lot of really scary imagery but there's also this like artificial quality to everything which i appreciate yeah and and i think that's what makes it so fun too because like the characters are really flat and as much as i really (laughs) love some of the characters like they don't have huge arcs god mikey oh geez (laughs) they don't have arcs at all the characters are really (laughs) one note there you go (laughs) and i mean i love some of these characters but like they don't really have narrative arcs and I mean, I'm okay with that because I just want to see them like do some cool action shit. Absolutely. But this part of the movie feels separate from that. Yes, it does. Know? And I yeah. think that's why it's effectively scary for me. Same. And that whole um, montage now- is cut with like the cameras looking at people. 
Which is explained later yes, on. It's yeah. the computers doing it. I really did like the cameras in this because not only does it like track their face, it'll also track the weapons they're holding later on yeah. in the movie. I really also like that through the security camera system and the computer system, they do a great job of showing you where the people are in the hive. Yes. I feel like it mm-hmm. could be very confusing as to where they are just because all the hallways sort of look the same and all yeah. of that. But I feel like that system does a very good job of placing them in the hive. So I love mm-hmm. that about the camera and computer system. Yeah. All right. So we got Mila Jovovich who wakes up in the shower. Laying down in the shit like she had passed out or something. Right. Yeah. And we're going to find out. We find out pretty quickly that she... Um, got like the house has some kind of like defense system where it like gases the members of the house and they like get amnesia or something. Yeah. So she's woken up in the shower in this gigantic mansion. She doesn't know what's going on. There's like bruises and shit on her shoulders. Um, and then she puts she like is looking through her drawers and she sees like normal clothes and then uh, like a ton of guns. And that scares her. She's like, <laughs> oh shit, why do I have guns here? <laughs> exactly. This isn't a normal house. This is the Mr. and Mrs. Smith house. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And then she puts on an amazing outfit. And this might be one of my favorite outfits in all of horror because it is so cool. It's like this red dress that's like really high cut, but she's got these shorts on underneath it and these boots that are flat. It's so awesome. I honestly thought it was just like a shirt. I mean, it might be, but it like the tails of it go down to the side. Oh, like Like, to her ankle. Past her knees. Yeah. Yeah, It's like all the way down to the floor. When she woke up and was like walking through her apartment, I was like, wow, this lady is super rich because it's like an opulent mansion. Yes, and it's like one of those houses, like, clearly no one lives here. This is just, yeah. like, house porn. Like a staged home. It, it It's very staged. It's very, like, devoid of personality, although we do see um, a wedding picture of her and yeah. some devastatingly handsome guy. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I love this guy, too. The Thomas Jane knockoff. I think this guy was on that show, the that Kevin Bacon murder show. Honestly, the first time I ever saw him was in the HBO series Rome. He was Mark Antony. And he's a He's oh, a yeah? great actor. Like, I like him a lot. Okay, let's talk about this. This is a weird job. So they're in a mansion that is just, the whole purpose of the mansion is to be a side entrance for the hive. Yes. So they're paying not only to have a mansion built on top of it instead of like a shed, they're also paying two highly skilled security, like special forces agents to pretend to be married and live there forever. Like, what's the salary of that job? Like, what is the purpose? Like, that is a very convoluted way to just have a side door. Yeah, it is. It's fun. That, that's what <laughs> yeah. happens when you have that kind of money, Mikey. That's true. Which you should know since you're Mr. 1%. <laughs> Yeah, Mikey, what is your apartment hiding the entrance to? <laughs> I pay I pay a married couple who are fake married in the building next to me to guard the side the back entrance to my condo. Funny that you wouldn't just pay somebody to fake marry you. <laughs> that would be commitment. <laughs> That's too much. You can't even do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so as she's walking out, and it's such a cool mansion. Like she's seeing an ominous wind, and then she goes inside and somebody grabs her and pulls her inside. And we don't see who it quite is yet because a bunch of like commandos like smash through the windows and like hold the grab them and like handcuff the guy who just grabbed her and they're like asking her report soldier report soldier and she's like what the fuck are what you the talking fuck are you about? talking about yeah <laughs> she has no idea yeah and that's when we find out that the house probably activated its primary defense and that she was one of the like security operatives because they're like okay that's who these people are and the guy they um, handcuff 
they're like about to kill him and he's like no 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 I work for you guys I just got transferred here please don't kill me which right. he, we find out he doesn't or at least I don't think he does but he, <laughs> he does uh, technically but they're right to sure. be suspicious yeah 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 but anyway so they keep him handcuffed for like an hour in this movie for half yeah. of the movie my favorite part of the scene is that her re- wedding ring says property of umbrella corporation uh-huh yeah <laughs> it's yeah it's very uh, for appearances yeah but so then they take their masks off and we find out one of them is michelle rodriguez and i had forgotten she was in this and i was like i had forgotten she existed but yeah well i didn't recognize her for a minute because she wasn't driving a car and yelling exactly family. right <laughs> <laughs> so now they're leaving the house they're going down a big stairwell and they're in a room with a bit a bunch of biohazard stuff this is the, literally the moment i wrote in my notes what the fuck is going on <laughs> like right after the michelle rodriguez reveal i was like i have no idea what's going on but i am on board for it because you don't really have to stop too much and like pick it apart you you know well, yeah. like, oh they're in that room oh there's something behind them oh you know? I'll say that that's because there's nothing to pick apart. <laughs> yeah, no one's talking. I know. It's um, honestly, I- it's great. <laughs> it's one of those movies you can just shovel your face full of popcorn in the theater and just love, you know? Right. I feel like we're doing final thoughts right now, but yeah. I know. <laughs> All right. So anyways, they're going down. There's a lot of biohazard stuff and we see a train with an umbrella symbol on it. Fun fact, biohazard is what they call Resident Evil in Japan. That's what the translation of the game is. Yeah. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Do you guys know why it's called Resident Evil? No. Because of the mansion? Yeah. Because it's a residence. Well, all right. And home evil sound weird. So they're on a train and the power's down and Michelle Rodriguez is amazing. So she jumps down to try to fix it and she hears some slithering and then one of her asshole teammates tries to jump scare her. Um, And then the power's back on and they're getting on a train and they like she's saying the door is sealed shut or something. And then another guy tries to mansplain, open it and then gets a body dropped on him. Jen, I will say he does open it. And this, to me, is a little door shadowing to what happens a little bit later when <laughs> the man opens the door and then gets super fucked, but we'll ta- gets, gets screwed so by his hubris. Is but it the we'll same talk guy? about that when we get there. I think it Hot is the take. same guy. I think Michelle Rodriguez knew there was a man back there and sensed it and didn't want it to fall on her. So she was like, oh. And she definitely loosened it. Yeah, she, <laughs> she did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyways. Um, But so there's a body that falls out, but it's not a dead body. It's the guy from the wedding picture. And this is when she notices that her ring says property of Umbrella Corporation. And she's kind of starting to have some memories of who this guy is. Yeah, we see like flashes of her memory, right? And then she gets it all back. At the very end. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. And this is when I realized that there was another woman on this team that was not Michelle Rodriguez, but just looked exactly like her. Because I wrote, Michelle asked him his name. Oh, wait, except it's not Michelle. It's someone else. So they're <laughs> very like nameless. And if you are listed in the credits as not Michelle Rodriguez, you know you're not laughing as long as Michelle Rodriguez. Exactly. Like the version of Michelle Rodriguez that gets killed second. That is her, <laughs> what she's titled. There's the commando commander and he's a really Yeah, the f- captain is what I called him. Yeah, he's a he's a good actor. He's a he's relatively famous. And I then, think like, he's a voice actor yeah. too cuz I recognize that voice. He has a great voice. And then you have yeah. uh you have Michelle Rodriguez and the other woman and then you have like three of the most generic looking white guys. Yep. 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 And I could I not. I called one hacker. I could not tell the difference physically between any of them the whole time. The dude um, that survives and gets taken right at the end when they get up to the, the house. Yeah. I called uh-huh. him handcuff guy the entire movie. <laughs> I called him gel hair. I just like, I just called him guy. I'm like, all right, that guy is went over here. And then yeah. that guy. 
I'm like, oh no, yeah, guy so, with he got killed when he opened the door, but oh, other guy's still alive. Yeah, so to, to keep them straight, let's call him either handcuff guy or gel hair guy. I, I mean, I've written gel hair throughout my notes, but I'm okay with that. Honestly, he does look more like he was in 98 Degrees or Backstreet Boys. Yeah. I mean, it looks like you would wound yourself if you like oh, put yeah. your hand on his hair. Yeah, his hair is up to 11. I think his character name was actually JR. It's Matt. <laughs> was his character name. But there, JD is a character. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. So then they get off the train, and this is when like the Terminator Vision camera is like assessing them all. Yeah, and they're in like another big warehouse room. This is where they drop a lot of exposition about Umbrella, about the Hive, and I really like the way they do this. It, it does mm-hmm. look very 2002 as far as well, graphics are concerned, but it places. Yeah, because they bring a visual aid. Yeah, yeah, it is like a visual aid. The captain's like, oh, bring up the visual aid. We'll give them the whole presentation. Yeah, I love it. They're like, hey, bring up the PowerPoint. Let's do this. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he gets, right. out, he gets out his laser pointer and he's like, this is the house, right? You, we went into mm-hmm. the basement of the house, got on this train and the train. And like the whole time he's talking about it, you see it like animated for you. And it shows yeah. truly how deep they are underground how big mm-hmm. the hive is, and it like really gives you a place in space, which I like a lot. I do too, yeah, especially since it's so, like, it's all underground. There's no, yeah. like, visual It's markers. all, like, gray yeah. walls and labs. Like, without that, I would think all of this is on the same level. Right, exactly, yeah. Um, but so they're saying there are, like, lots of technicians and scientists. What they're working on is classified and kind of just talking about what the hive is. Talking about how the hive has its own defense mechanisms. That's what released the nerve gas into the house. Yeah, this is the exposition dump. It is. This is the biggest exposition dump. You know what? I like it. I'm Me down too. For it. They literally go like action, two minutes of exposition, action, two minutes of exposition, action. And I like right. that. Yeah. Which is like what it feels like when you get like you clear a level yes. and then you oh, get yeah. the information you yeah. need for the next level, you know, which I like. Me too. So now they're in the hive and it's pretty much or they've reached the hive and they're in a giant room of the hive and there it's like basically pitch black. Oh, yeah. And then the guy goes in there with like the night vision scope or whatever. And then he turns the yeah, lights yeah. on. And then they all sort of walk in and they start to talk a little bit. And then the handcuff guy or hair gel guy or backstreet boy or whatever we're going to call him, like turns and looks up at the air vent. And then we get this like really slow zoom in on the air vent. And we hear what sounds like little insect or like critters in the air vent or whatever, which I don't know if that ever really pays off. Like, do you know? It does not. Do you know what that was supposed to be? Like, maybe that was the dogs running around. I don't know. Like, I don't think that ever pays off. Yeah. um, One of the things that I read is that um, when you open or turn turn on something it affects something somewhere else in the game world that's like an element of oh. the resident evil game and so like we see that later like once they open that hallway it opens all the dog cages yes so it could be that it was that it's like them turning the light on activated or open unleashed something something but yeah, yeah. it doesn't really pay off because i didn't really notice it but i did notice that there's a lot of mirrors in this room which i think is going to be significant for a fun fact i have um they get to the elevator vestibule area and they see that the elevator is crashed they're like oh, i guess we're taking the stairs which why would you trust an elevator at this point yeah i know but they see like out the windows there's like a big um cityscape yeah mm-hmm. cityscape which i think is supposed to be san francisco which they're like oh okay, it makes it easier to work underground. And that's when I started thinking like, oh, that would suck to like never see yeah. the sunlight. I like that know? too. I thought it was a nice little touch. Umbrella is not all bad, guys. They do sort of think about their employees on some level. It's like the Matrix, you know? <laughs> yeah. Is this when the Red Queen comes up? They have to go down. The expedition dump is like, we have to go down and talk to the computer, which is an AI 
Who oh, controls yeah, yeah. all the security. The she's called the Red Queen. And that she went homicidal and killed everyone down there, and they don't know why. Yes. Yeah. But that outside interference is a possibility. And there was supposed to be a White Queen element in this movie really? that they cut out. Yeah, yeah, that the White Queen was what was the outside interference. I Interesting. Think. We learned that the Red Queen sort of just runs the entire facility, right? Because her job is to protect the facility, yes. not the people inside the facility. Right, and to protect which... people outside the facility from what they're doing doing inside the facility i mean the red queen is kind of the good guy she kind of is and i think that's where like if you dug deeper into this there's like a moral judgment thing here but the moral judgment is being made by someone who's not human but yeah she's basically just saying yeah i'm just trying to protect everyone it just happens that you're stuck inside here so my priority is not protecting you right you know? so you're fucked but we got to go down to the bottom and get it. This is when she gets her badass leather jacket from husband. She also has flashes of hooking up with him. So we know that they may have been fake married, but they were not fake boning. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. But if you're that hot and you're already married, I know, right? You got that mansion to hook up with all over the Proximity place. Proximity you know? is a factor. It is. Dude. You don't want to ever date someone who's geographically undesirable. I get it. <laughs> I'm talking to you, East Nashville. <laughs> I don't cross the river for anybody. Oh, wait, but this is where they see the body in the water sort of hit the window, right, in the lab. Yeah, so they're walking through this hallway, and they're seeing, like, the flooded rooms, and this is when they're talking about how Red Queen just killed everybody. Right, and then we see a body sort of hit the glass, and that uh-huh. that scared me, because it's, it's played like a jump scare, and then yeah. they talk about, oh, yeah, the Red Queen killed everybody, and then they decide to sort of take the stairs down to her like room or whatever. And then as they leave this scene, the eyes and her putting her hand on the glass, I literally like jumped like that scared me. Really? Oh, yeah. I was wondering <laughs> how much some of these got. And Okay, so there are a lot of jump scares. This is when I think of empty jump scares. This is the movie. Uh, right sure. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. And, and, and I don't say that in a bad way because it's fun. It's like a release of the pressure, and then the stakes are so low for me emotionally that I'm like, okay, yeah, that was a fun jump scare. And then I'm back on the whatever train of the movie, you know? Yeah. So it's not necessarily a bad thing, and it really works in this movie. It does. Quite a few of them. Yeah. And this is when they go to what I called dry ice storage because it's like there's that <laughs> layer of like smoke around their ankles. Yeah. But it really is where they've been <laughs> making the CGI monsters we see later. I called it the Order of the Phoenix Tower with tubes <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we find out that it, on the schematics, this is actually called Dining Hall B, but it's clearly not a dining hall. They call yeah. Why would you want to eat here? (gasps) Unless you're the meal. Dining Hall Z. (laughs) Okay, so the Price is Right theme music is not quite as ominous as I think you're trying to make. (laughs) 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 That's a good note. That's a good note. (laughs) 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 But but they, they call it Dining Hall B, so if you're looking at a schematic of this area, you're like, oh, that's where they eat. They, they, right. You wouldn't think they're actually creating like super soldier idiot bot that things that'll mutate anytime they eat somebody and become stronger. Like, but that's what's in there. Yeah. <laughs> well, right. Yeah, well, yeah. they don't even say that. They're like, well, there are failed first early experiments. So we just kept them for some reason. <laughs> 
Yeah, kept them in case we ever needed to fuck some shit up, you know? And they do. So they're looking mm-hmm. for survivors. Mila's walking around, and she sees this medical experiment thing, and it's like a, a cell with, like, a T on it or something. And it's like, we don't see very much of it, but we see, like, a brain and some stuff hooked up to it. Yeah. And then the captain's there, and he's saying, like, I don't think you want to remember what happened down here because it's all fucked up. Yeah. And this is where they get down to the Red Queen's lair. They do, yeah. Hacker is trying to get them in. Hacker was one of the guys who always worked with computers, what I called him. I don't know what his name is. I think his name is Kaplan Um, because he's the guy who actually makes it until almost the very end. So they open the door to the hallway to the room the Red Queen is in. And like the captain starts to walk down there with two other guys who are carrying what essentially is an EMP, an electromagnetic pulse or whatever, so they can fry the Red Queen's computer cells or whatever. Right, it sends like an electrical charge or something. I just called it a duffel bag weapon or something. Yeah, and I, I like when yeah. they're walking down this hallway, the, all the lights in the hallway come on. And it's so, so cool. This is one of my favorite parts. It is cool, yeah. And then Kaplan or Kaplan or whatever his name says, the lights are automated, nothing to worry about. And I, I thought to myself, oh yeah, the whole hive is automated and the automation <laughs> killed everybody. Like, that does not make me feel uh, any better and i was justified in feeling that way because everyone in the hallway dies calm down matt i mean automated with like the clapper oh okay oh, well i, I wish they had known that because when the lasers start coming dude the lady gets her head cut off which yes. was insane and then it's so cool this was so this is one of my favorite scenes even though it was really disgusting i like, like this the first laser stays at the same height right and then yeah. the second laser then jumps up while the guy jumps up and cuts him in half. Uh-huh. But yes. the captain like does this parkour move and like uh-huh. gets above it, but it cuts his knife in half. And then yeah. when the third one comes and they're like trying to open the door, I was like, surely they're not going to kill the captain. So like they're trying right. to open the door and the third one comes and I was like, oh, just jump over it again. You'll be fine. Right. And then it mm-hmm. turns into a net. I was like, oh, yes. there's no way you're getting past that. Oh, dude, and it's it was so, so cool. cool. It's like, yeah. fuck you, jumping. It's so yeah. cool, but then when they open the door and they pick up the duffel bag, I'm like, why isn't the duffel bag in pieces? Oh, yeah, it would have been, but who cares, Mikey? We're going to yada, oh, yeah. yada past who that. Cares. You're thinking too <laughs> right. much about Resident Evil. What you should be doing is thinking about how cool that was. Because <laughs> it, it was, was cool. so cool. Yeah. And this is one of the f- most famous scenes in the movie, Oh, I'm too. sure, yeah. And I also like that this was like a moment, like when it becomes the web, it's like, yeah, we've seen all those other movies too we know you've seen it yeah fuck you you're not getting away from this laser and then they just like expand it it's so cool yeah which is i think sort of like you take a trope and then you expand it and make it cooler and that's what i like about it yeah exactly it doesn't bother me that other people have done it before because you elevated it right exactly and that's why i I like to call this sort of movie elevated horror (laughs) (laughs) that sound you hear is all of the angry emails we're getting (laughs) clearly i'm joking please don't write i'm getting a bunch of angry like tweets right now for using the words elevated horror and to using them to apply to resident i know, I know. <laughs> i'm so sorry i'm clearly joking so th- this is when they're like talking like because husband is like um i'm out i'm not going down right. that hallway that's <laughs> stupid we literally just watched three people get drawn and quartered in there well, right and then yeah, the hacker yeah. guy's like no i fixed it <laughs> Yeah, yeah Hacker's like, I got to complete the mission. He hit com- Control-Alt-Delete, so he reset He's it, like, it, so it'll be good. fine, guys. It's a, it's a Windows. I completely got it. 
I got into the DOS base root canal and we're going to be fine. Some of those things I said and were computer And he says checkmate, so you have to believe it, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. And then the computer guy grabs the EMP thing and like starts to walk down the hallway and then Lilu Dallas follows him down there. And he's got this computer thing on his wrist too, Hacker does, which I thought was really cool. I just love the way 2002 saw the future. <laughs> right? I know. Although, wouldn't it be cool? It's like an Apple Watch, just like 5,000 times bigger. Yeah. Um, but so they go into the middle of the hive and it's um, Hacker Guy and Alice. He does a beep bop beep bop thing on his wrist and a giant cylinder thing comes up in the middle and then there's a red holograph that comes up. A hologram. A holograph is something different. Yeah. What's a holograph? A holograph doesn't a ho- exist. Isn't that how Miley Cyrus went on tour with a hologram? No, that's how Tupac still tours. That- oh, okay. <laughs> so anyways, a big a red hologram comes up and it's a girl and this is the avatar of the Red Queen. Yes. And she was modeled after the head programmer's daughter and I think this girl might actually be in the second movie. Spoilers. Um, Oh, sorry. Well, it's a different. It's a different girl. A girl is in the second one. <laughs> yes, but like this character. I <laughs> yes, think. yes, yeah. And so she, it's trying to keep them from shutting her down. And she's saying, "You're all going to die down here." And she's got this British accent, and just really, I think this is really effective and creepy well, because she's very like flat when she, she's just saying, "These are the facts, and you're going to die." And this, I is- like that though. She does explain like, "Hey, the thing got in the air vents. I had to kill everybody." Yes, she explains that the virus is. I forget the word she uses for it, but it can adapt to any situation. So it can be transmitted through the blood, the air, or water. And she gives yes. it like a name. I'm sure it's a real medical thing. I didn't pay attention. But that's why she had to kill everybody because someone released the T-virus. And technically everyone was or was going to be exposed. So to mitigate risk, kill everyone in the hive. Right. But Hacker Guy sets the charge off of the duffel bag and it turns everything off yeah, the in the e- hive. EMP yes. restarts the power. Yeah, which means that it unlocks a lot of mm-hmm. shit that we're going to start seeing. Yeah, yeah. It's basically like in Jurassic Park when they restart the power. It is. Yeah, and everything's safe now. Hooray. Except we don't get a really cool hold on to your butts moment. I, know, I love that moment. Dude, Samuel Jackson. Nobody amazing. in this movie has enough charisma to pull that off. No. So. Or enough cigarette butt. That's true. <laughs> but so back in the room, because they have split up and Michelle Rodriguez and Handcuff Man and JD, I think they're still back in the room and they find a, a, a survivor who looks totally normal, right, guys? <laughs> Until she goes all bitey and bites the shit out of Michelle's hand. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, what the fuck? And then a soldier is shoots her in the knee and then has to shoot her in the other knee and she's zombie mad now and he fires again. And then Michelle Rodriguez like fucking mows her down with a machine gun. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, it's just bitch isn't standing down now. Well, because that's because the soldier goes. I can't believe I shot her five times and she was still standing. And I was like, Loomis would have done one more. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. Michelle Rodriguez goes, well, she's not standing now. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Michelle knows what's up. She does, well, man. But she and- wanders off, so she is standing again. Well, yeah, because they don't know that they're zombies. In fact, I don't think zombies exist in this world because when they explain it, they don't say the word zombie, and you definitely would if they exist, right? Right, But they yeah. don't know that to kill them, you have to shoot them in the head. They don't know that yet. They don't know that yet, although they're going to find out. But yeah. if you're shooting something and it's not dying, you would eventually be like, let me try the head. Yeah, yeah I think so. Which they never do in this coming scene where they waste all their ammunition for the whole movie. And so they're kind of comparing notes, and they tell Michelle Rodriguez that the rest of the team isn't coming. Everybody got fucking killed. You know, it's sad. Yeah. And that this blood on the floor doesn't belong to humans because blood wouldn't operate this way after somebody was dead. Well, yeah, because it's coagulated. Like, when you when you die, your blood stops being pumped, and because your body cools... 
your blood turns into like what is like sort of jello-y, but not as yeah. delicious. Coagulates are also used when you like have a cut and that's how you stop bleeding. Like coagulates around the wound and yeah. all that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. So they explain the blood on the ground is already coagulated. That would not happen if that person was alive. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And this is when you're like, oh, and I literally wrote like we're 25 minutes in the movie. It's like, holy shit, is this a zombie movie? I had no <laughs> nice. idea that this was a zombie movie until this point. Well, okay. And so this is when we hear dragging footsteps. Yes. And there's a guy, this is part that freaked me out too there's yeah. a guy walking on his sideways foot dragging an axe yes and then we start to see lots of undead zombies some of them have suits on some of them are wearing maintenance suits and like some of them have their faces eaten off and it's so cool it is very cool the biter woman is back this reminded me a lot of playing the game like i only got to a couple of levels where all of the zombies were attacking me because it freaked me out a lot and i kept like looking at the ceiling yeah i rage quit <laughs> around this point in the game i know i was like where's my gun which button controls my gun <laughs> but yeah so they're like completely surrounded by zombies like creeping in on them and they of course start to open fire they have guns so they sort of have the upper hand right except for the right, guy right. whose hands are cuffed behind his back but he's like underneath something right well yeah he starts to run away and whatnot and just get, to get away because he has no way to defend himself and he has the keys but he drops them down a grate And he goes to get them and he auto-magically is able to get his fingers all the way down to pick them up. Mm -hmm. Like that has to be the most shallow grate ever. Todd, if I can't talk about the devil bag being cut up, you can't talk about this. (laughs) All right. That's uh, that's fair. Uh, Yeah, that's fair. But he does get the key, unlock himself, and then run off to where they're sort of extricating themselves from dry ice storage, whatever room this is. But while they're shooting all the zombies, they're also shooting all of the containers full of the CG. GI monsters and that's what allows mm-hmm. one of them to get out and a bunch of them just explode I guess killing the monsters there can we talk I mean right. I will say that the CGI monsters did not age well and it basically no. looks like they're fighting monsters that came from Roger Rabbit's home world <laughs> It, oh, dude, it does. that movie's scary. They're not very impressive. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very like early 2000s CGI. Um, the only one that really bothers me is the monster at the end. Yeah. <laughs> like these zombies don't really bother me that much uh, because I think one thing they it does do well is it just feels like chaotic. And so I'm not really focusing on one zombie because there's like nine other zombies about to attack me. And the practical effects of the zombies are real good. I, I wish like the CGI monster had been more practical, but it probably would have been way more expensive. And you you could see in the dog scenes that like some some of the dog stuff's practical. And I thought that looked really good. Oh, Actually, yeah. most of it is practical. Okay, so when I was reading about this, the only CGI, the only really heavy CGI effects are when he's got his cut on his arm and the little things are sticking out of it at the end. Yeah. Most of it is practical. I'm sure they probably enhanced some of it, but like they had two, they made two of those big monsters, the brain tug monsters. Oh yeah, really? and I don't know if it's like stop motion or something. Yeah, but I think a lot of it is practical. I just don't think it looks very good. That monster looks terrible. It, yeah, looks, it looks like bad CGI, but yeah. it looks like 2002 CGI, right? Because it's right, right. Early days of CGI at this point. But also, like, I don't really care because I'm like... Yeah, it also doesn't matter to me because the whole thing is ridiculous and I'm on board for it, so who cares? Exactly, yeah, yeah. 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 All right, so Mila Jovovich has a flashback of herself in a cemetery. We're going to see this flashback, like, unfolding throughout the movie. Like, 90 times. Oh, my God. Well, because she's remembering more and more about it. I get it. She is. I'm down for it. Listen, Mm. I am on board for the trope of plot-driven remembering things under amnesia. Like, I'm on board for that. I hate that trope. A lot of movies use it. I don't care. They only add one second to each time they replay this scene. So it's like, I... (laughs) 
It's like so excruciating by the end. Oh, I'm down. I have access to all the security codes. I have access to all the security codes and I can help you get out. And then 20 minutes later, I have access to all the security codes and I can help you get out. And I'm a good guy. Yeah, I want you to but do something for like me. But that's like the video game. It's like there's another artifact unlocked and you get more of that information. Uh, Absolutely, Jen. You know? This is when we find out that Mila was trying to get the virus for someone. Ah, uh, yes, Don't that's right. who. Then I just wrote even more badass zombie shit. Yeah, because this is a big shootout scene, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. And so husband goes up to distract him because they're trying to get out of this room or something and gives him the code and he's kind of a dick about it. See how easy that was? Me. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then he opens it and he's immediately got a billion zombies on him and i wrote it's really effective and terrifying how they do it because i was really into it at this part same and that's when the giant cgi monster escapes and we see how truly ridiculous it looks and yeah (laughs) exactly yeah yeah so now they're trapped and we're hearing a bunch of banging and this is when we find out when they cut the power they unlocked these doors yeah and let the dogs out yeah i didn't realize the red queen was a member of the baja men but she definitely let them dogs out the red queen did not let the dogs out generic caucasian soldiers and mila joe let, let the dogs out. <laughs> oh, because in that whole zombie fight badass shit that we just talked about, JD gets bit by zombies. Uh, yeah. And he comes back and he tries to attack Michelle Rodriguez and she has to... Put him down. Yeah, she has to kill him, yeah. Yeah. And then she goes, JD just means just die. And then she shoots him. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then shoots herself for making that terrible joke. <laughs> no, and here's the thing. That may be actual dialogue. You can't tell. It could be. Because... <laughs> The dialogue in this movie is that bad. I'm going to challenge you all to go back and watch that scene and see if that's actual dialogue. (laughs) (laughs) The dog fighting scene, I hated. And I'll just say this outright. I do not like when movies kill dogs. It is like the saddest thing ever. These were undead zombie dogs. I know. It just makes me sad. But it's a cool scene. It's effectively done. I think Mila Jojovich is is a badass. Like, it's awesome. She is. I just don't like it when they kill dogs. Right. Because this, and this is one of the iconic scenes from the movie, too. Or at least the kick is. And I also think these dogs are in the game. They are. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, they definitely are. We also, we don't see the actual dogs dying a lot of times. Like, we see her shooting, and it's implied that we're killing them, which I think they probably. There's one that you see. There is one. Yeah, and I think that's probably to avoid having a scene where they kill, like, 20 dogs you know the dogs are zombies everyone they're zombie dogs yeah. yeah but we also saw them in cages like they were either being experimented on or being mistreated in some yeah, way they were test subjects in my mind yes yeah. which i mean is another level of like they're mistreating these dogs yeah yeah but what's really cool is that fucking kick i just wish she wasn't kicking a dog in the face so she runs up and like on the wall like matrix style kicks this dog and it's fucking amazing and i love her and i think she is so cool and this is one of my favorite parts of the movie it is it's so cool yeah and i it is really cool i just keep telling myself that she kicked a stuffed animal dog in that shot and and then i'm fine with it you know she didn't it's a movie guys that she didn't actually kick a dog it's a movie about zombie dogs trying to kill her and she killed the zombie dogs i mean yeah you're right but how did the duffel bag not get cut into a million pieces (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly it is funny how like we each have our things where we're like yeah that drove me crazy and the other one's like i don't give a shit about that zombies i know know? right and then she has a flashback like oh yeah i do know kung fu right exactly (laughs) oh i'm a multi-level operative and i'm the best in every way it's so jason Bourne. it's amazing you know it's like that (laughs) moment when he realizes he has all these skills and so then she goes into a room but there's a zombie right behind her oh no 
And then she kills that zombie man by kicking him into a big glass shelf, and it's pretty cool. Yeah. That's the flashback of, oh, hey, I know how to defend myself. Oh. Um, <laughs> and then there, but she didn't get all the zombie dogs. There's one more. So she's trying to get the guy's gun. This was so tense. It was, yes. Because we don't know if this guy is dead. Like, he's an undead zombie, so maybe she just half killed him, you know? Right. She's trying to slowly get to his gun, and then there's another zombie dog. And so she gets back out the door, and and the dog is still there. Yeah, she shoots like five dogs and then kicks one. She shoots all the dogs and then she realizes she doesn't have any more ammo. So she's got to use the best ammo she has, which is her amazing self. Jen, she realizes that her body is the ultimate weapon. It <laughs> is. And then she wall run, <laughs> kicks a dog to death. Yeah. And it's so cool. It is Minus very the cool. kicks a dog to death part. She gets away. And then we reset to go to the next level. And- right. And well, and that reset is pretty much we follow the handcuff guy, the Backstreet Boy guy, right? Yes. And he's looking mm-hmm. for something. Like on, yes. on like a desk and then this woman kind of zombie woman comes up behind him and tries to bite him and he's like right. not able to kill her not because he doesn't have the strength to but because he can't in his mind bear to kill whoever this is that he clearly knows. And there's like a weird sexual tension about it. No, there's no sexual tension, Mikey. That's his sister. No, <laughs> no. No, none of that. Because Mila quickly knocks the sexual tension out of the room and she kills it by hitting it in the head. (laughs) But this is when we realized that she was the person in the cemetery that Mila Jovovich was talking to. I don't think she tells Matt that yet. She does not. Because now we find out that Matt is a secret, like, protester of what this evil company is doing. Yeah, they're trying to get evidence that they're bad, that they're evil, right? And he got his sister to go in on the inside because he's been so public about being anti-umbrella corp that they would never hire him so they hired his sister and then she became the woman on the inside and Mm -hmm. was going to steal the virus and then bring the virus out but couldn't because she didn't have the codes to get in and out of the hive and that's why she got mila to help her out but jen mila does not tell him that she was in on it and i think that's maybe because she doesn't quite know the level at which she was in on it yeah, because she's amnesied. So they don't know they know we know they know yet. Yeah. Right. So Exactly. There's levels of amnesia knowledge. And as a viewer, you don't care. So you're like, you let's don't. just move on to the next thing. And this is where we find out that in an hour from now in movie time is when the blast doors close forever and they're trapped in the hive. Which I didn't right. see at the beginning ever. I never see them when they talk about it at the beginning of the movie. It's just uh, Michelle Rodriguez pops up. She's like, remember those blast doors we passed? They're closing in an hour. And I'm like, what blast doors? I don't even know if they're right. in the movie. They're not. We never see those blast okay. doors. We're going to come back to this because okay, I have okay, thoughts on I, it. I was like, am I, am, I, am I losing it? Like, I don't no, think they ever talked all. about that. And I don't even know what you're talking about, so yeah. <laughs> but they have introduced a ticking door clock. They have, yes. Yes. Ticking door lock. Ooh, Mikey, I like it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't the Red Queen get turned on during this time? Whoa, 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 whoa. That's a child. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, like, she's a computer program, Mikey. No. I'm going to have the computer version of Chris Hansen come. Like, have a seat over there. <laughs> uh, Kaplan, thank you for joining us here. Have a seat over here. Yeah. You're all going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so now elevator doors opening again. Um, husband's arm gets stuck or something, but they're surrounded and they can't get out of the queen's chamber. And husband says they should just wait, but they can't because these blast doors that apparently just were invented for the sake of the movie exist. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because I thought they broke in through the blast doors to get into the train. They took the train to get to the hive. But Mikey, you are right. The blast doors are back 
at the mansion. The mansion. Yeah. So they have to get okay. from where they are now in the hive to the mansion in one hour. This is when they're talking to the Red Queen. She reboots herself and they're basically threatening her like, we will shut you down again unless you help us get out of here. Because the Red Queen, this is when she's talking about what the T-virus is. Reanimates the body. Basically zombies, although nobody in this movie says zombies. Right. And it's got a need to feed. This is when she tells them how to kill them. Yeah, and also th- she also explains that Michelle is dead. There's right, no exactly. way Michelle's going to survive. Well, we don't know there's an antivirus yet, right? So right. if you're bit, you're dead. It can be transmitted mm-hmm. through air, through water, through blood. And Michelle is just like, oh, great. Right, exactly. But she's, she takes it, though. She's oh, like, I'm yeah. still going to help you guys. And then the Red Queen's like, you guys should really just die because we need to save the world and not let this out. Yeah, stop being exactly. so selfish. Which is that moral relativism I'm talking about that is really interesting, but they don't really spend any time on it, and no, I'm no, fine no, 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 with no. that. They just move on. Everybody, everybody just move on. Any plot points or anything, we move on. Like, the brother-sister thing is like, we talked about it longer than it takes place in the movie. Exactly. And I'm okay. <laughs> and it's like one of those scenes that happens, like, in the middle, like, while you're resetting the levels. It's so cool. Yeah. All right, so they're in, like, a sewer grate tunnel something. And so they're getting, like, husband walks up to one of the grates, and then there are a million zombies that try to, like, grab him. This is when there are some awesome fighting and Mila Jovovich is amazing. Yeah. And she's like breaking their neck with one of her thighs and she's jumped up in the air to do it and it's so cool and then she breaks somebody else's arm. Yeah, because she doesn't have a gun because Jen, she doesn't need a gun. And they use most of their ammunition in the dining hall. That yeah. is true. Most of the guns are dead, which I, I like that about the movie. Like, okay, they waste all their ammo. It's not a movie where like, okay, we have more ammo. Or they have unlimited right. ammo. Like, yeah, they oh, clearly right. have finite resources, which is, I like. They're all like down to pistols and like, they're like, oh man, yeah. we waste all that ammo all right but so now michelle see this is when we see jd is a zombie and she has to shoot him because they're like they're in the i don't know the sewers underneath the hive or whatever and they're trying to climb up onto the pipes that are above the uh, above the zombies yes. so the zombies can't get them and jd gets bit gets turned and michelle before she gets up shoots him and it looks like she's about to get overtaken by zombies but they, mm-hmm. I guess they pull her up in time, but you don't see that part of it. You just see them cut to her up there, squeezing right. the blood out of her hand onto <laughs> other zombies. And she's like, you like the way I taste? And I was like, right. that's a very weird cut. I don't know what's happening here at all. I know. That's- yeah. Aren't you mad now and want to eat me even more? I know, right? You're developing a taste for Michelle. <laughs> yeah, I like where all this is going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gross. But so they're in a position of safety right now, and they're watching all the zombies underneath. And I really like this part. I thought it was cool. They're like, we're not, we're safe for this moment. We're not overall safe, but it gives them a chance to kind of talk. I mean, they are sort of precariously walking across these like smaller pipes that are above the zombies. And then most yeah. of them get across to the area they're trying to get to. But Mila and Kaplan don't. And the pipes fall down and Mila is closer to where they need to go so she gets up there but Kaplan mm-hmm. gets grabbed and I'm like oh Kaplan's dead but Kaplan like knocks nine or ten zombies off of him and then yeah. climbs up another pipe so he's mm-hmm. not on their level of the zombies anymore and they're like hey let's help you we'll help you we'll help you and he's like emptying his ammo out and he's like checking to see how many bullets he has he only has one bullet mm-hmm. so he's like yeah. oh damn it you think he's gonna kill himself no he goes Luck- lucky me and I was like oh he's gonna kill himself I know I thought that too and then yeah. he shoots the zombie that's like climbing up at him and he's telling them just to leave he's like i'm dead just leave 
And they do. And you're yeah. like, okay, cool. Kaplan's dead, but he's not. Yeah. And I liked this moment too. Cause like he's saying, you're going to have to work for your next meal. Yeah. Also he's been bit. So he knows he's infected too. So Mila and husband now are coming up through a giant grate in the floor. Jell, Hera, and Michelle are still kicking. Um, but Michelle isn't doing very well. And she's starting to like puke. And they see um, in a dead body, they see the T-Virus monster, but we don't really get a clear look. That, that honestly is just foreshadowing of the final boss they do throughout the video game, mm-hmm. Jen. Yeah, because yeah. they show the CGI monster just climbing in a different section of the hive. It's not yeah. close to where they are. It's just so the movie can be like, hey, remember this scary monster? We're not going to use right. it yet, but it's still it's out there. Coming. It's coming. Yeah. Hey, mm-hmm. and I'm down for it. Yeah, it's I, monster yeah. shadowing to a T-Virus it's Ooh. monster shadowing. You may say. It. Yeah. I love that. Okay. <laughs> but is this where the wife has the flashbacks and she remembers that there's also an antidote to the virus? Yes, I think yeah. so. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so she sees the flashback um, of them like. Um, testing it on pigs, right? Testing on a white rabbit. Yes. Oh, I and then she pig. says, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Yeah, How it's could a you white body rabbit. Shame that rabbit. My bad. I'm sorry. Listen, I, I'm not trying to body shame. What do you think pigs are? I, listen, I will accept the fact that I was wrong about that, <laughs> but that is what I wrote no in my to notes. No need pig shame. Yeah, guys, I just it, it auto corrected from rabbit to pig. Oh, that's what it was. It did from white rabbit to pig. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, de- it definitely was an auto correct mistake. <laughs> that's my bad. But she sees a flashback of what happened, and she sees the blue virus and the green virus, which we now know is the antivirus. Right. So she turns around and just stares at gel hair and they have this weird moment where she's like blue for good green for bad or something Uh, that's my favorite line of the movie (laughs) (laughs) but i mean to your point yeah green is synonymous with good right which is the antivirus right yeah because the blue is the virus and green is the antivirus in this movie yeah right yeah yeah Mm -hmm. but she realizes okay there's a cure so we can save Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, and then she sort of breaks into a room that is like half flooded with water. And they're tearing it apart looking for the antivirus, and it's not there. Yeah, and this is when she tells Matt, gel hair, that she was trying to steal the virus, and she was the contact. Yeah. Because Matt had earlier said, my sister made a contact with someone, and I never found out who it was. Dun, dun. I'm sorry. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Come on down. You're the next contestant on Find the Cure. <laughs> nice, well done. Um, and she, I think she tells Matt that at this point. She does, yeah. Um, what happens next is the husband is revealed that he knew about their plot to yeah. steal uh, the virus and expose the company. He was the five guys that yes. went down there and stole the virus and then uh, released the virus and caused everyone down there to die by the Red Queen, right? But exactly. what we find out soon is that he's five guys, burgers, and lies. Oh, oh you've been sitting on yes. that one, Mikey. <laughs> I love it, Mikey. Yeah. yeah. So he is. He's revealed himself to not just be a double agent, he's a quintuple agent. <laughs> yeah. And, and a double patty agent. Ooh. Ah, anyway, nice. so he made it as far as the train, and that's where the yes. gas knocked him out. So just like Mila got knocked out in the shower post-coital, he got knocked out mm. in the train. Of course, because he was trying to escape. Exactly, and that's where the antidote is. And that he's the guy who knocked over the coffee. <sighs> yes. That's right. Yeah. The biggest reveal. I know. <laughs> He was hiding in plain sight, guys. Well, who's going to pay for the dry cleaning? <laughs> Who would have thought in that whole office building of people in white shirts and ties that the guy right. wearing a black motorcycle jacket is the one who is the one doing all the bad things? Imagine that. I know, reckless and not caring, <laughs> because if he gets coffee on him, it's not going to be nearly as noticeable. No, you just wipe it off. Leather's the best. 
Exactly. But anyway, so he then leaves and locks them in that half like flooded room and he goes out to the train. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, well, he reveals that he was going to sell it, not give it to them. He was going to sell it for money. Right. He wasn't right. part of their plan. He had double crossed them, like Jen said, quadruple crossed. And he was stealing the virus to sell for money. And if you remember from before, the note that she saw when she first woke up, it says, today is the day your dreams come true. He wrote that to her because he was about to become super, super rich. And I guess move them to an even bigger mansion. I don't understand like what the end game <laughs> of that is. Like your life is already super sweet if you're living there. Exactly. Especially if you want to be together. Like you're married already. <laughs> you don't have to pay right. for a wedding now. Uh, I yeah. know, right? Yeah, but you guys, the knockout gas is really inconvenient. Well, that's true. And that mansion is full of lies. It is. They're watching on the monitor now as he walks out to the train to get the antidote because he's been bit too. So he needs to inject himself with the antidote. He does, And as he starts to do that, this is where the CGI monster sort of clumsily kills him. (laughs) And I was like, oh, look, a cartoon is murdering that real-life man. (laughs) Because I I think what he says is like he didn't realize that there were outside defenses that would have been able to stop him, which I think is where the White Queen was supposed to come into play. And I read a synopsis that said that the Red Queen unleashed this giant tongue monster to stop him from escaping. Oh, she explains that to them after he gets killed right now. Yes. So I guess technically it all makes sense, right? It does, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah, on paper, sure. Exactly. So he's killed and he gets chewed up by this monster a little bit. And kind of zombified, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, the Red Queen goes to Alice and her group and is like, hey. And Alice is like, did you let that monster out to kill us? And she's like, yeah, you guys got me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But that, that monster, uh, yeah, totally did. <laughs> they called her Red Queen Handed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's like, I really don't want to let this virus out. It could really cause a lot of bad things. Yeah, out Yeah, I'm the, the only world. responsible character right. in this movie. <laughs> and, then, and then she's like, she's like, I will let you out yeah, right. if you kill Michelle Rodriguez. Exactly. Yes, that's what it is. Infected. And they're like, fuck, the antidote is on the other side of the door, so can't we just let her out? I mean, I get the logic. Can I just but, say right. this really quick? And I know I'm digging way too much into this because it's Resident <laughs> Evil, but the moment the Red Queen tells them, like 30 minutes before where we are right now, the Red Queen tells them the pathogen that starts the T-virus is airborne, it's in blood, and it's in, it can be transferred through water, and they are then carrying Michelle Rodriguez around like she's like arm candy, and like right. if she sneezes... <laughs> If she, like, does anything, she's going to get them infected. Like, the second you right. tell me it's airborne, I'm running away from that person. I'm not killing right. that person, but I am leaving them. Sorry, Mikey. And what's interesting to me is why we're saying that right now, too, where we're all, like, super cautious about, like, being around people that might be sick. Because I don't know if I didn't pick that up. I wasn't thinking about that. I was just thinking, yes, yeah, she got infected, like, nine hours ago. And yeah. haven't you all? And you've been breathing air that infected a bunch of other people, too. So, yeah. They're saying like yes she's sick right now but like you're keeping us from getting the antidote right if you're gonna open that door let us go open the door we'll just let michelle rodriguez stay here let's go get the antivirus and we'll inject her and then everything's fine right and then the red queen's like did y'all forget that i unleashed a giant monster in that room like that's not gonna happen that's true and then the giant monster reminds them too by like slamming up against the (laughs) door at that point too yeah but then generic other white guy turns the Red Queen off. Yes. Kaplan, who we thought had died, turned the Red Queen off because he wouldn't open the door for her or whatever. And then he right. opens the door into where the train room is. And then they mm-hmm. go in there. They get on the train. And this is where she injects Michelle with the antidote. She injects Kaplan mm-hmm. with the antidote. 
And then they start to head back towards the mansion, but they haven't dealt with the final boss of this movie. Yeah. They have not. So, they just thought they had. The right. giant tongue man, tongue monster. And it has mutated because when it fed on new DNA, it mutates and becomes stronger, which I thought which was I pretty think cool. Which really cool. Yeah, right? I was on board <laughs> yeah. for that. But it looks like it's like a brain and like face muscles and a gigantic tongue. Which is what I uh, describe myself on my dating profile. Well, so I'm <laughs> oh. a little afraid to tell you guys what this thing is called it's like, called the tongue puncher it's called the liquor no is, is it and it does tongue puncher quite a few times in this movie it does and it this i think this is the part that i don't like about the movie because i think this monster is just very gross so michelle has a an is she dead fake out where mila is like she looks like she's dead and then she jumps up and she's like don't take my gun i'm not ready to die yeah yet. she's like i'm not dead yet and she's like i could kiss you I like Mila Jovovich and Michelle Rodriguez together in this movie. I think they're... Yeah, in my mind, they were like friends in real life, right? Mila yeah. didn't know immediately, but they were friends in real life. That seems plausible yeah. to me. That's character depth and like conversations that we're, <laughs> that we're not prepared to have in this movie. Uh, you know what, sorry. You know what, Mikey? I didn't mean to offend you. I apologize. That, <laughs> I get, I get. This is the actually the most they've talked to each other in the whole film. Yeah. So like they're they're like moving, right? The train is it's going as fast okay. as you can. Kaplan's driving the thing and the CGI monster mm -hmm. jumps onto the train and then yeah. opens the driver's side door of the train and then bites Kaplan, who just came back to life in the movie, and then throws right. him out of the train. So Kaplan's donezo, right? He got decaplanated. Oh. Uh. <laughs> yes! I love it. And then the CGI monster has not had enough, and he starts ripping the doors and stuff off the passenger compartment of the train, and that's where spiky-haired dude is, Michelle Rodriguez, and Mila is. And uh, they start fighting the CGI monster, but also Michelle has turned. She has, yeah. And so Gel Hair has to shoot Michelle, and it's really sad. It is very sad, yeah. And there's a moment where Alice looks and is like, oh. But she dies and falls into a button that apparently... Well, be okay, she yeah. does. So, like, what so this is where yeah. the thing has gotten tongue-stabbed into the floor. Yeah, and there's like a compartment under the train that opens for no reason, but it does it's an pay airlock. off for this. <laughs> I know, but why would They're you like, ever need that? The train doesn't like lift up and then you put cargo under it and then you lift down. Like That makes no sense. In case you gotta get rid of a liquor. <laughs> it's like Mr. Burns' train where he just has that trap door yeah. that takes you... Like, it is a trap door in a train for no reason other than to kill passengers but Mila right. says open the door open the door and then that's when spiky hair shoots michelle and she hits the uh -huh. trap door button and then it opens yeah. the monster falls onto the third rail with his tongue still stuck into the great thing Ooh. and it gets dragged and electrocuted and then, and then the fire comes up from underneath it right it's actually a pretty cool shot but that's how they kill the liquor. If the tongue thing wasn't a factor, I think I would like it a lot more. I just. Yeah. But now that the monster is dead, the train is uh -huh. back at the mansion. And you look at one of their watches and it says like 20 seconds left. And they start yeah. running upstairs. And Mikey, to your point, you don't see blast doors close. <laughs> you see them running upstairs and then CGI shadow closing. <laughs> like the light from the hive is being shut off. But oh. it's not. You never see a, a blast door at all. Uh, yeah, is that okay. what that is? Yes. I saw yes. it getting darker. Yes. I was like, what the hell? Is it night now? No, it's not. Because when they go uh. up on the main floor, it's clearly daytime still. Right. Yeah. I, I was like, what the fuck? Okay, well, that makes sense, I guess. Sure. You know what? I'll it makes it. as much sense as everything else. Yeah. Yes, exactly. sure. 
Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so now they're, and she's kind of getting tired, and they're like, they've got that survivorness. Now maybe we'll hook up, but also I'm feeling pretty bad. And we realize that he's gotten some deep scratches in his arm, and right. that he's kind of effective. And she's like, okay, not so fast. I got an antivirus right here, thankfully, but not so fast because a bunch of men in hazmat suits jump in and like take them all out. She's trying to fight him. Um, he's the doctor's like, okay, we'll take you to the nemesis program. And like little tentacles start coming out of his shoulder injury. Yeah. Well, they're taking spiky hair to the nemesis program. And I guess, right, do yeah, they yeah. take Mila there too? I, that was No, unf- no. Okay. She does not go to the nemesis okay, program. Because they don't answer right. that because we're coming up to the end of the movie we talked about earlier. But I wondered mm-hmm. that. Okay, thank you, Mikey, for clearing that up. So then she wakes up in a coma and her haircut is way I mean, her haircut was amazing before, but now it's super cool because it's like half of it is shaved up and she's got, I'm choosing to overlook the needles in oh, her head. Oh, the needle she has to rip out of her arm and stuff? That grossed me out. And her skull. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah. But her hair's really cool. And she's got this, like, what? it's a really weird hospital gown designed for maximum sexiness. It's not a hospital <laughs> gown. It is two big post-it notes, uh, yeah. like, strapped to her front and back with, like, a huge, like, you can see everything. There's no reason to be wearing anything at this point. It's like, what's the point? And it did remind me a little bit of um, the fifth element. But this is male gaze, the hospital gown. It is. Yeah. It exactly is. I wrote, designed for maximum sexiness. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no one around, and it's a little bit like 28 days later. I said that. I was like, this is a very 28 days later moment, because when she picks the magnetic credit card style lock with a needle, which I don't think uh-huh. you can do. Mila Jovovich can do that's it. That's fair. That's fair. I must have missed that day in secret spy school or whatever yeah but she starts walking around in like the the sexy hospital gown and there's no one around and it's very 28 days later as he's walking to the hospital and then she walks out into the street and you see the newspaper that says the dead walk yeah which is a nod to dawn of the dead or day of the dead as she's walking down the street she finds a shotgun you know like one of the shotguns you find in the street and this is how we know raccoon city even though it's a fictional city is in america because there's a street (laughs) shotgun yeah it makes it makes sense right and then you hear zombies and like she's starting to have zombies closing around her and you hear cock the shotgun a quiet place style and then yes and then zooms out to see like the scale of all this it's awesome it is so cool and i was like this is where i want the movie to start and And that's that's the the movie movie. right and todd i've got some good news for you because there's a sequel (laughs) i know i can't wait i have a credits thing to talk about because i let the credits roll with the crappy uh music playing they cut some dialogue from michelle rodriguez into the thing oh yeah it's right at the end of the credit she goes i think i'm gonna get laid when i get out of here which really? I don't, re- which I don't remember her saying in the actual. Movie. I don't think she said. And honestly, she's probably in studio doing some voiceover work, and she just happened to <laughs> right. say that, and they caught it, and they were and like, they "We're in. using that." Yeah. I think your house might be haunted, Mikey. Ooh, by Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, a horny Michelle Rodriguez ghost. Honestly, that's sort of the best kind, Mikey. You lucked out. Yeah. What do you guys think about this movie, having seen it and talked about it? Dumb fun. Yeah. I love it. Same. Yeah. It's definitely the foundation that makes the rest of the movies happen. I'm so excited for the rest of the movies because Mikey has said they're more Mikey movie than this movie, which I felt was already a Mikey movie. So I'm like excited that the next ones might be like house two level zombie insanity. And I am on board for it. I will say, I believe they get to house two levels. Yes, of, of I'm so insane. excited. I am so excited about that. I th- I love it. I think it's really fun. It's like, 
I had a hard time talking about it because I just kept getting elements of the plot mixed up because it feels so like repetitive in a way that just escalates every time, sure. which I love. And so I apologize if we talked about anything out of order. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone will notice. <laughs> I, don't I know. I mean, that's why I love this whole franchise because it's like the definition of escapist. Like you can put this on, you can like text people, you can like do other things around the house and like- yeah. It's just going on in the background and it's comforting because it's just like silly and fun mm -hmm. and good yeah. action. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah, and we've got had several listeners that have commented that this is their comfort horror franchise. It's just, it's fun. I'll say this is a great movie. It's a bad film. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does, yeah. It's not good, but it's awesome. So let's do box office. All right. So what do you guys think the production budget was for this movie in 2002 when it came out? I think 20, 20 million. Oh, you both said 20 million. Nice. Uh-oh. You're both 15 million off. It was 35 oh. million dollars. Ah. Okay. Which is a really <laughs> big budget for a first time out video game movie. Uh, this movie had buzz, man. I oh, remember. Yeah, it absolutely did. So what do you guys think it did in its opening weekend at the box office, which was March 15th, 2002? 40 million. Yeah. So you guys were a little high. It was $17 million. Oh, it was yeah. beat Ooh. by Ice Age that also came out that same week. And then a mm -hmm. movie called Showtime that was also released that week was third. And then The Time Machine and We Were Soldiers were the top five that week. But Resident mm -hmm. Evil was second, which I think is pretty good. For a horror movie, yeah. yeah. For mm -hmm. this kind of horror movie, I think that's great. So how much do you think it made total box office domestically? Um, 70 million. 80 million. It didn't do quite that well domestically. Uh, it made 40 million. How is it made? Why did all these sequels get made? I'll explain that in a second, Mikey. Yep. So- this movie made $40 million domestically, and then internationally it made $63 million, putting the total up at just over $100 million. It was like $103 million. Now, to answer your mm -hmm. question, Mikey, about how do they keep making sequels for this, a trend uh -huh. with Resident Evil movies is it barely or even doesn't make its budget back domestically, but it makes a ton of money internationally. So gotcha. the worldwide box office is way past the budget. Like, for instance, the last one that came out was in 2017. Its production budget was $40 million. It only made $26 million domestically, but internationally and domestic combined was $314 million. So this is one of those uh. franchises that kills overseas. Yeah, there's an article that I'm going to link talking about the directors. Like, how can he be this bad of a director and this successful, you know? And yeah. this is an example of a B or C franchise that just crushes it money-wise, yeah. monetarily. It does know? amazing. And I mean, there's a place for that. Like, people want to watch that kind of movie. They just may not go see it in the theaters, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So that's box office. Jen, do you have some fun facts for us? I do have some fun facts. Hit us with your fun facts. <laughs> All right, so this was based on the Japanese video game franchise by Capcom, which we already said the translation of it was Biohazard. And so the writer-director of this was Paul W.S. Anderson. Um, and he went by Paul Anderson for a while until P. 
P.T. Anderson, Paul Thomas Anderson, started becoming very popular, and he wanted to to distinguish himself from that guy. Paul W.S. Anderson directed Mortal Kombat. Yeah, he did. That was like, that's (laughs) what he was first known for. Yeah. He also directed Event Horizon and Alien vs. Predator. So, like, he's got this, like, he's got a type, basically, you know. He's written and produced all of the sequels, and he directed about half of them. But I think, like, Mikey, where you're talking about, one of the things that makes this franchise so well is that Mila Jovovich kept coming back and she's in all of them and he's involved in all of them too so it's like as crazy as it is like there's a consistency in there it's tied together it's not like oh this is like the spinoff it's her story as it gets more and more ridiculous they met um she and Paul W.S. Anderson met here and they fell in love and they got engaged um and so a couple of the, I don't know how true this is but I heard that a couple of sequels he did not direct is because they had broken up for a while oh, no. but they're back together now they have two kids oh. and one of the kids plays the red queen child in one of the last movies oh, wow, that's the awesome. final, i know in the final that chapter that's gr- that's so cool yeah i know and that's sweet that is yeah. great and yeah. i mean that's part of why i think like they kept coming back too is because it was really fun yeah. but yeah i don't think she has done much else or at least i haven't seen much else that she's done but if she's making that much money from it you know like right I Why not? Okay, so the sequels. So there are five sequels to this. I think there might be an animated spinoff series, too, but I don't know very much about that. But the sequels, and I've got a bone to pick with these sequels. Oh, do you? The sequels are called, Re- the first one is Resident Evil. The second one was Resident Evil colon Apocalypse. The, se- the third one, Resident Evil colon Extinction. Then Afterlife. Mm-hmm. Then Retribution. Then the final chapter. Okay, and here's my bone to pick. <laughs> Other than the final chapter, I was like wanting to like watch these movies. I was like, okay, I'm going to go down this rabbit hole. I don't know what the fuck order to watch these movies in. Right, because you would think Extinction would happen before Apocalypse, right? I know. Yeah. I think Apocalypse would be the last. <laughs> yeah. I know. Okay, and I've got... <laughs> A lot of very strong opinions about what you title your sequels. Yes. Yeah, because I had to Google and, like, even tweet, like, what order am I supposed to fucking watch these in? Although the thing is, it doesn't matter. No, it Release doesn't matter. Yeah. It, it does matter. It does oh, matter. Ex- oh, excuse- does it? I'm so sorry. Mikey, I'm so sorry. Excuse <laughs> us. She legit gets superpowers that carry on to one movie, and then she loses them two movies later. That's a real Superman 1 kind of move right there. <laughs> <laughs> yep, man. And they all have had uh, theatrical releases. Yep. Which means they're eligible for horror version episodes, guys. That's right. <laughs> all right. So we said um, Alice was the role created for these films. She's not in the movie or she's not in the game. You don't learn her name until the end credits roll. They never say her name in the movie. So yeah. you're justified ah. in calling her the wife or not knowing what her name is. Yeah. So can you guess, There, I have two people that were originally either offered the role or set to play. Oh, man. Oh, 2002. Uh, Angelina Jolie. That seems like the obvious one. No, that was not one Okay, of them. that's Okay, that's my only guess. I have Sarah Michelle Gellar. What? Oh, I guess she was Buffy. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Um, I What I've read, and again, like, I don't know how true some of this stuff is, uh, but apparently she was upset with the amount of nudity that you would have to sure. have, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think in the original script, there was a lot more nudity that they ended up kind of cutting back. But I've read that this was offered to Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> I, okay, Which, that's a horrible casting, <laughs> but I want to see that movie. I do too. Then man. This would be five years after uh, Shakespeare in Love won Best Picture, and mm. she like cleaned up at the Oscars, and to see that fall from Best Picture to this, 
I know. I'd love man. to see that cut of this movie, but I'm glad she's not in it. Also, oh, she funny. would be terrible. That's what I mean. Like, it would be fun to watch, but it would not be good. Right. Yeah. We would oh, not yeah. have gotten the sequels. <laughs> exactly. No. Um, and I found a quote, just because we just did Aliens, I found a quote about this that said, from The New Yorker, and I'll link it, that described her, Alice, as a female action hero, unlike, say, Sigourney Weaver's character in Aliens or Linda Hamilton's character in Terminator 2, rarely seems to draw any motivation from her ovaries. <laughs> That was funny. Uh, All right, that's Um, fair. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So this was the highest grossing film series based on a game. Yeah. Um, I had and this game, this is maybe one of the highest grossing horror games, I think. Yeah. That that Um, doesn't surprise me, although I did not know that. Yeah, and I think it's one of the older ones. Like it's been around and established for a while. It has. It's been around for a long time. Resident Evil came out when I was like in middle school. All right, so George Romero was originally hired to write and direct. Oh man! But his script was rejected. And I mean, like this does not feel like Night of the Living Dead or like Dawn of the Dead. Not at all. I I feel like they went in the right direction. I haven't seen the original script. Apparently, it had similar aspects to where the the franchise goes later. And I also read that a bunch of other scripts were written but rejected. And one of them might have been by Kevin Williamson. And this was, like, after all the Scream stuff in the 90s, so I could see that. So there are a couple of references to the game here. After returning to the laser hallway, all the bodies are gone. And also, like, the elevator, we said, where's the head? The head disappears, too. And that's a reference to the game. Uh, All the bodies disappear, yeah. In the game, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean... They even talk about that in the movie. They even say, where'd the bodies go? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. And I think that's also like like a logistical yeah. like solution for the movie, too. Then they don't have to deal with it. So there's a close-up shot of Alice's eye at one point, and that is the logo title screen of the game. Not her eye, because she doesn't exist in the game, but that right. style. Um, all right, so Michelle Rodriguez is apparently a huge fan of this game, and she told her agent, and I think this came after maybe one of the Fast and the Furiouses, maybe one of the first ones. I think it's the first one. She told her agent that if anyone ever made a Resident Evil movie, she wanted to be in it. So that's how she got this role. Also having, like, she had been established as a known actor, too, but she really wanted to be in it. And I love her character in this, you know? Yeah, I think she does a great mm-hmm. job with it. Um. Okay, so the dogs that they used were real dogs, and they would cover them with blood and meat and apparently it was a big problem because the dogs kept trying to lick all that stuff off of themselves (laughs) (laughs) they had a hard time shooting that the dogs were eating themselves they were i know (laughs) heads are falling off um all right so there are some alice in wonderland references to this biggest one is the red queen yeah and there's also a white rabbit they use for the test bunny when mm-hmm. they go through the mirror doorway to enter the hive, that's like going through the looking glass. And the woman, the first victim that we really see dead, killed by the Red Queen, is decapitated. So that's the off with her uh, head thing. Okay. Also, the character's name is Alice. So so this was originally titled Resident Evil colon Ground Zero, but they changed it. Because it came out in 2002, and that oh, was after September yeah. 11. Oh, yeah, good change, yeah. good yeah. change, yeah. yeah. Um, it's a good change. <laughs> Used to be shithouse. Exactly, that's why re- that's what I was referencing. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Nice. <laughs> it's a good change. <laughs> that's such a good movie. It is. Okay, my last one. Mila Jovovich did all of her own stunts, stunts in this movie. Except when they're jumping onto the pipe and her agent was afraid she would get caught, um, like her neck would get caught on those wires. But she did everything else. 
Um, the wall dog kick thing took three months of training for her to do. Jeez, um, but yeah. apparently that's part of the reason that she wanted, like she had a lot of fun learning about all this stuff to do these stunts. And that's part of why she that's kept really coming cool. back. Yeah, I know, and honestly, dude, she's really good at this stuff. She really is. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know like her acting quality. Like she's really not given that much acting to do. No, so she it's really hard isn't. to really know. Yeah. But she's awesome. All of the bruises and cuts and scrapes you see on her were real. They didn't put any makeup on her to do any of that. <laughs> so she just. That like, almost makes me feel bad for her. Like, but that's awesome. I mean, yeah. It is. Yeah. It's so cool. And those are my fun facts. Well, thank you for your fun facts, thank Jen. Thank you for the fun You're facts. Welcome. So let's do that scary scale, Jen. All right. Hey, listeners, our scary scale is a scale we use to rank how scary we thought the movie was. It's not a ranking of the quality of the movie. It's how scared we were today when we watched it. Our one example is Ghostbusters. Our 10 example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. All right, Todd, what are you ranking Resident Evil? I'm going to give it a three. All right. It was scary, but the tone of it tones that down for me. Like, yeah. if this was, like, a more serious-type shot movie, it would have been much, much higher. But because it mm-hmm. feels like a video game, I'm going to give it a three. But there were some yeah. moments that I literally jumped, because there are a lot of jump scares in this. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Mikey? I'm going to give it a one. All right. That's probably more appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it a two. Okay. Um, mostly because of the elevator beginning montage and the wire grossness, like, the... The laser thing grossed me out. But yeah, yeah, it's not overall scary. And it's like what you were saying. The tone helps temper down the scares a lot. And Mm -hmm. it's just the fact that the stakes never seem particularly high. Because you're not like super empathizing with a lot of these characters. Yeah. Yeah. And that's our scary scale. All right. Well, this week you guys made me watch Resident Evil. What are you guys making me watch next week? Uh, Well, Todd, we're making you watch the uh, giant sequel, Conjuring 2, which I think is scarier than the first one. Really? I'm actually kind of scared to watch it by myself. Oh, man. So The Conjuring was very scary. Do you think think it's scarier than that one? I do. I really do. Oh, God. All right. Well, we'll see. So, guys, watch The Conjuring 2 for next week, where we continue the saga of uh, the Warrens. Right, Mikey? Yeah. Ed and Lorraine, man. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, let's uh, watch that for next week. That is your homework, guys. So watch The Conjuring 2. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? Oh, no, I don't. Well, while you're looking for one, <laughs> let me tell them how they can have their review read on the podcast. And that is simply to leave us a five-star review on Apple iTunes and, you know, actually, like, write a text review and give Mikey something to have fun with. So give him an accent yeah. or just some silly stuff to be silly. And then Mikey will be silly while he's reading your five-star review. Mikey, you got a review for us? I do. Uh, man, there's, there's been a lot this week. Yeah, we Hold got on. a bunch. This one is from Undecided Username. Oh. This podcast is amazing. It is the reason I now like and actually appreciate horror movies. Oh, uh, same. <laughs> <laughs> the group does a good job of analyzing the movies pretty fairly with some silly banter and deep conversations in between. I think that's a good summation of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. There are some movies that I couldn't watch. Thanks, Eli Roth. Oh, yeah, same. (laughs) But I was still able to listen to the episodes and enjoy the opinions of three very kind, silly people. Uh, Thanks for bringing a little joy and humor to my workday, and thanks for actually giving my partner and I something to do on a Friday night during a pandemic. Always think Aww. of others and wear a mask. Oh, I love that. wait, is that how they ended their review or is That's that- how they ended their review. <laughs> I love it. That's amazing. Yeah, thank you so much, mm-hmm. Undecided Username, for that awesome yeah. five-star review. And guys, if you want to have your review run on the podcast, leave us that five-star review and have Mikey read it on the podcast. All right, guys, we are a member of the Consequence Podcast Network. So if you would do us a favor and check out their awesome shows, also check out their blog at Consequence 
of sound. They do a lot of movie, but also music reviews too. So if you're like in this Venn diagram of loving movies and music, it is sort of the best place to be online. So if you want to follow our shit, go to horrorvirgin.com to get links to our merch store and awesome stuff like that. So you can represent the HV awesomeness in the real world. And if you want to follow us on social, we are at Horror Virgin and you can follow us all individually. And Jen is at Jen Ferratu with two N's. Mikey's at M Randolph 24 and I am at Todd with two D's. Jay Awesome. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was funny. Yeah. And if you want to help financially support the show, please do by going to patreon.com slash horror virgin, where we literally have hours and hours of free bonus content for you to enjoy. We got bonus episodes. We got director's cut with extra long episodes and ad free yeah. that come out a day early. There's a great now, exclusive content. it's not content. technically free. Oh, shit. Did I say free? That, yeah. I was going to say <laughs> that. Sorry, 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 sorry. Like, yeah, free, that, that's on it's me. It's free content once you pay for right. it. But once yeah. you pay for it, there's a lot to access. Yeah, sorry. That's what I, I meant to say. I think it's what you mean. Yeah. yeah. But the free content <laughs> that is daily is in our Facebook group. So if you're looking for that daily yeah. free content, you want to join that Facebook group that's almost a thousand members. Like we are closing I in. Know. It's so exciting. I'm super that's excited awesome. about it. Yeah. Yeah. And guys, that's going to be yeah. it for us, everybody. I'm Jen. I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin, Todd, guys. <laughs> Have an amazing week and stay safe and wear your mask and do all those things. Bye. <laughs> Red Queen nerds. <laughs> that's what she said. What? Why would she have said that? <laughs>